Hello everybody, this is Vit and welcome to another episode of the Success Inspired Podcast. My guest today is a business coach and mentor who helps health and wellness professionals with filling their practice each week. She found success in her own health coaching, making 9000 per month within the first six months. While successful very early on, after her miscarriage, <coughs> supporting people with their bodies no longer felt right. So she made a transition to teach health coaches the formula she has followed to have her success so early on, without any sales or marketing experience or network. Now, Chloe runs a very successful coaching business, has done speaking gigs, and is a business innovator helping scale health and wellness businesses in New Zealand and globally. She's here today to empower you to make an impact in the world, get out of your own way, where the mind blocks need clearing, and to establish the simplest of business processes so your business enables freedom while you take this radical transformation right. Please welcome to the show, Chloe McCready. Now I'm going to do something different today. I normally do like, you know, this really cool intro and and uh, I, what I found is like, you know, I, I get guests coming on <coughs> on the Zoom and we have a, like a chit chat and everybody feels like, oh, this is not a podcast yet. And it's like feels more natural. And then he's like, okay, well, let's do it. And then and then it just, it's like it flips, flips and then suddenly it's like a bit awkward. Um, so instead of sort of pausing and then doing some sort of an intro, we're already in. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm We're in. Already in. We're already in. <laughs> and for those of you guys listening, I'm here with Chloe McCready, and I'm going to add that awesome intro later. And by now, you've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Perfect so, intro. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, Chloe, we've had a conversation about it a month ago. And um, from what I remember, you do consulting for small businesses, you know, help them uh, scale their business. Is that right? That's right. So mostly um, people that are looking to move their business online or generate more business online. That's what we largely focus on. Um, so anything in digital marketing, um, that kind of thing in that in that sort of realm, but a little bit of mindset as well to really, um, really get the wheels turning in people's businesses. Yeah. Awesome. What inspired you to start this business? Ah, uh, um, Okay, so I, I, um, where do I start? Uh, when I like first launched into my career, I had this idea that I was going to, um, I was going to earn a ton of money, and then I was going to go and do my overseas experience um, wherever, anywhere in the world. I just wanted to travel, and I fell into this job doing software implementation work. So. Um, implementing CRMs or, um, you know, business automation um, systems, thing, things like that. And um, I did that for nearly nine, nine years or so. And um, all that time, so I think for the first part, you know, you're, um, you're in your 20s, you're excited, you're motivated, career is everything, you want to go traveling, do all that kind of stuff. So I was so in it and I was loving it and, um, you know, managing these awesome teams around the world, all that kind of stuff. Um, but there was this this little thing that just kept nagging at me um, probably about five years in where it's like, you've got more potential, you could be doing more, you could be helping people. And I, 
always found myself um, with the people I was managing, I always find them like find myself, you know, coaching them on, you know, where they're going and um, empowering them and, you know, what's your next level of um, of success look like? And so I kept, I kept bringing, coming back to that and I kept feeling like there's something more, there's something more, there's like a legacy I'm meant to be leaving or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, it went on for years. I just ignored it, um, as probably many many people do from conversations I've had. Is yeah, they know that they could do more, but um, change is hard. It's scary. Um, so stay with what you know, what's paying well, and and doing all those kinds of things. And yep. um, and so what happened um, that finally gave me the kick in the butt that I needed to actually do something about it and start my business. Um, was I flew to South Africa with my husband, um, who wasn't my husband at the time, um, my fiance, and um, we had the year before we'd um, he'd just proposed to me there. So we were so excited to go to South Africa. We're going to have this awesome holiday. Um, one of our friends, like our, um, you know, two of our friends were getting married as well. Uh, and so we jumped on the plane, so excited. I'd sent this email out to my team saying, see you later, I'm off on a safari and, and all this <laughs> kind of thing. You know, I'm so excited. Nice. Uh, and um, we got to South Africa, so it was 14-hour flight, and they stamped my husband's passport, and then they looked at me and they said, <clears throat> ma'am, where's your visa? And I was like, what do you mean? I was here last year. We didn't need a visa. When I booked, didn't need a visa. Um, so what do you mean? And w- what had happened is, and I laugh about this now, at the time I was like devastated. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, what happened was maybe three or four weeks prior, um, the laws changed in South Africa. So it was kind of a couple of months before that, New Zealand had changed their laws around visas and things like that and said so, um South Africans had to fill out a visa instead of just Mm. having this, um, you know, automatic granted visa. And um, South Africa in response went, screw you, and they did the same. And Uh. the problem with that was that, um, yeah, I I couldn't get into the country, couldn't buy a visa, couldn't do anything like that, and they actually locked me up. So they put me in this, um, they put me in this detention centre, they call it, and that was just one of those moments where I don't need to go into all the details of what it was like in there, except to say that it's kind of, it, it was um, it wasn't a trauma, but it was enough of a threat for me to be like, if I look back on my life and I'm sitting there thinking, I have this legacy to leave, I have more potential, I could be helping more people. And if this was a defining moment for me, have I done everything I could to really appreciate you know, my life leading up to this. And it was, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't say yes. Mm. I felt, I felt like I'd really neglected my needs, my purpose, my legacy um, when I looked at that time. And, and so my husband had to stay because he was part of the wedding. So he stayed in South Africa. I got sent home in a plane about 24 hours later. And um, on the flight, I made a decision that I was going to do what it took to like fulfill that. I didn't know if it was going to be a business. I had no idea, um, to be honest. Just start something. I just knew I had to do something. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where it started. So, um, 
yeah, I kind of combine the software implementation stuff, but I do a lot of mindset, studied coaching. Um, you know, I apply a lot of like different methods and things like that. Um, so over like since that time, um, I've really invested in developing myself and really finding out what my mission, um, my legacy is. And, um, and that's what my, my business supports me with doing, which is actually empowering teens. Um, so it's totally like, you know, completely different field. Um, but empowering teens, um, with the education that's kind of missing around, you know, establishing really clear boundaries and managing self-esteem, um, in this whole world with, social media and you know such like so much noise around so um that's where i landed long long story short well not short at all sorry really <laughs> short story long essentially <laughs> yeah something like that look that's awesome awesome story and uh you know it sounds like you were a natural natural born entrepreneur you had it sounds like you had that you know the energy to do something you know i when i when i reflect back when i was a kid i always felt similar um you know when i was actually i don't have a story of you know being locked down in south africa but i come from a town which was uh split by it's it is still uh split by a river it used to be two towns um <laughs> the name of the town now is called three deck mistake so three deck is on one side of the river mistake on the other side of the river and i I grew up on, in Friedeck in the first part of the town, and then my parents decided to move to the other across the river, right? And you know, you talk in a small town, you know, sixty-five thousand people. And but what I found was, you know, the friends that I made on one side of the river when my school was and everything, they've never been to the other side. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I've, I, I felt by that stage, I felt like I'm well traveled. You know, like I, I knew the whole town and. I've <laughs> 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 and just gave me this awakening like what, what are you guys doing like and and like you know I, I was was raised to be very active you know my parents um we would always go up to mountains on the weekends and do um you know bushwalks and um you know skiing and and whatnot and i found a lot of um other kids in my age weren't you know they weren't even leaving the town not even their half of the town you know like i was what's going on here and so from a young age i always felt like well there's like I always feel like oh, I've, I've, like I didn't understand it. Like how can you be comfortable with just where you're at? Like why wouldn't you want to go and check out the other side? Like oh no, mm. just everything's here. I'm like wow. And then when I was 18 and I left Scotland and traveled, and now I'm in Australia and still like I, I have friends and they never left. And I'm like wow. So I'm like wondering what it is. You know, some people. Um, I mean, it's not that it's bad or good. It's just some. I, I don't know. Just. I have a theory um, just because, I mean, partly um, just the story you explained um, resonates a bit with, with me. So um, my, my childhood was constant change all the time. So, you know, um, my, uh, my dad with his career and the way it was um, moving and what he did in the forestry industry, it just meant that we had to move all the time. So mm. it was every couple of years we had to get comfortable with making friends and then leaving them behind and establishing a whole new life somewhere else. And, and so, you know, you talk about going over the river and, and experiencing a whole new town and then going, Oh, there's actually more here. So what else, you know, you start asking what else is, is there. And I mean, we did that so many times, <laughs> like I've lived in more houses than I think I've years that I've lived. Um, but it is that, that you, 
I know for me that I got comfortable with change because I had to. Um, I was always constantly pushed into that and now it doesn't feel natural to not have change. Um, I was living in Sydney for seven years and I got to a point where, you know, every probably six months or so I'd rearrange the furniture just because I needed some kind of change, like something something different. So um, that that's kind of my theory because it sounds a little bit like um, similar for you. You you experienced it. You got used to it. You um, yeah. yeah. And, and in a way, it sort of makes you feel like you know you've seen more opportunities. You 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 have um, sort of broadened up your horizons. So then when it comes to you know, thinking to the future, you're like, wow, there's all, all these things I could do. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that just like yourself, like, you know, being, being um, you know, had the chance to explore more more sooner or not. But, yeah, it is definitely an interesting aspect when you, you know, compare, I guess, to, to others. Um, and I'm not saying that's a, you know, it's a bad thing to stick stick to one place and never leave town. Like, I, I mean, I've got friends who, who are still there and they're actually very successful too. So mm. I guess, uh, yeah, it's uh, not bad, not good, just all right. It is just what it is and <laughs> what people feel comfortable with and what they want to do, right? Like you've either got um, when you're like for us in the space that we're in, you know, there's the the flame called us or the whatever it is to to do what we're doing. And then it's the same with the people that, want to you know start a family really really early and they just mm. want to focus on that and that's like that's what called them i can tell you i'm not um well i've recently just become a mum um i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i'm like you know naturally attracted to being that and so i watch these women who are like that who just in love with um you know being a mum and they're so good at it and they just, um, I'm learning from them every day. I've got a um, friend that comes in and helps me, you know, and yep. um, and she's been teaching me how to, you know, put my son to sleep and things like that. And and I'm just like, I'm just in awe of how natural, um, you know, that comes to them. And it's the same with us, right? Like when with the entrepreneur stuff, it's, um, yeah, it's just what you're called to, wherever you um, where you're born or whatever you do, it doesn't matter. It's what you're called to do. If you follow that, then you're in alignment, feels good, and you're good at it. I think we can also segue into uh, you know the importance of having a good role model. You, you've you've got a friend who's you know showing you the way of you know of, of raising your child. Uh, but let's talk about business, right? It's important. Is it important to have a coach? How how important is it? Oh, <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> um, so for me, I. Um, I think I, I, uh, I probably had a good go at it for about nine months, just, you know, um, just going along and, and trying to figure it out. And, mm. um, and that, you know, that was okay, but it, it didn't get, it didn't get me very far because there was so much, um, so much to learn. And, uh, and so, um, I was required to step out of my comfort zone and, you know, you, you have to as a, entrepreneur you're starting a business you need to be visible you need to be seen in some capacity for your services to sell or your product to sell whatever it is um and so i actually um you know i i value coaches so much that i actually have two um i have one for uh i'd say the the mindset side of things um so you know really really removing any kind of barriers that are holding me back from um, being able to 
charge the prices that I want to charge or right. offer services um, in a certain way that's really different. Like we have, um, you know, we, we are different in the market in the terms of the fact that we, we promise to help someone actually add 100K to their business. You know, mm -hmm. we promise that. And you don't that's really a bold promise. that. Exactly. And so having a mindset coach means that I can stand behind that and I can feel confident about, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I know my services can do that, but I can also go against the grain of um, what everybody else is doing and step out and do something like that. So mindset's been um, really critical to my entire journey and the success I've had and the rapid success as well. So you know, nothing gets, um, nothing gets in my way. If I have a, like a concern or if I, um, uh, how do you say it? If I have a belief about something that's holding me back around mm -hmm. anything, then that's gone. It's, it's out of the way. I've got that sorted with mindset coach. And then the other side of that is, um, business coaching. So I've always, um, invested in someone that's going to help me with the next level that I want to, um, step into. So if I don't know something, I'm going to go find the expert that's going to teach me so that I do know it. So then I can either train my team up or I can train my clients up or I can, um, just expand and, and grow my business as well. Um, Absolutely. What I like about it is also you practice what you preach, you know, you, you, your business is coaching. That's how you help others and yourself. You have a coach. I mean, it's a it's a perfect way to um, put substance behind what you do. Yeah, it, it's um, it's what's the word? It, it's kind of like um, you go and see a doctor. A doctor, when they get sick, they need to go see a doctor too. Mm. So you know, you you're still looking at um, you know everybody. Everybody has needs and. Even me, after the study that I've done around coaching and um, even my like degree in psychology and things like that, I still have blind spots, like really blind, really blind. Like just last week, um, I was on a on a call with my mindset coach who was telling me about how um, uh, how I'd um, I'd sort of put this this barrier up around deserving um, to enjoy and have fun, and so what had happened is I was coming back into my business. I was trying to do everything with, you know, looking after the baby. I was trying to do everything with looking after the business. I was trying to make it really easy for my team. And I was trying to make it really easy for my husband. Right. And I was forgetting to look after myself. Sure and felt so, like you're the one who have to do all the work kind of thing. Yeah. And I was fast tracking my way. Like if I'd left, you know, if I left that alone, the next few months I would be I, I would have disappeared off social media. I would be burnt out. I would have, you know, that would have been it. And yeah. who knows what would happen around relationships and things like that. So, you know, mindset coach gives me that um, perspective so I can slow back down and I can go back to my 12 hour weeks, you know, like 12 hours that I work a week and make sure that I'm effective and efficient and I'm not going to burn myself out um, in any way. So that's an example of. Um, Absolutely. Sometimes less yeah. is more. Absolutely. 100%. And there's 100%. only a certain amount of uh, brain power and certain amount of hours in a day. And, you know, you can't, you can't work at the full capacity uh, for, for an extended period of time. And you know, after a certain time of looking at the screen, your performance will go down and you're not going to be productive, right? Let's talk about that 12-hour week that you've got because I know we've, we've had a good chat about it last, like, uh, last time we spoke uh, you know, initially, like a month ago, and it was something that's, um, yeah, very appealing. 
Mm. But obviously, you you had to get to that. But um, this is where you're now. You only work 12 hours a week. Is that right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So I I actually made a call really, uh, I would say about 12, somewhere between 12 to 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where my mindset coach comes in as well. Um, that I had been burning the candle at both ends, um, you know, same behavior. I've got the same pattern that repeats where I just, you know, like work, 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 and eventually burn myself out. So, you know, that um, this is what appealed to the coach that I work with, uh, like appealed to me about the coach um, I'm working with is that, she was really focused on helping you have success without struggling. Um, you know, so for me, I wanted to create a lifestyle in which um, when we were going to have a family that I was ready for that, um, that I could go down to those hours. I could still earn what I needed, um, needed, wanted um, to facilitate my lifestyle and, um, and kind of, you know, have the cake and eat it too. And, that required, like I said, some really, um, some really brave calls. Um, and it required me to get confident very quickly, um, and to get very skilled very quickly. Um, Mm. so with my 12 hours, um, because I think it's helpful for people and I'm good with sharing, um, I've got a bit of a, like a guide as well. I know we haven't talked about that, but it's just something I can just, um, flick to you and you can, um, yeah. Send it yeah, out no, let's, it. yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's talk about um, that. But it's all about um, it's all about creating a schedule for success. So it works out, you know, working out what your numbers are, and so we we know, like, you know, revenue wise, this is what you want, and this is what you want for your lifestyle as well. So we've got revenue and we've got lifestyle, and then we step it back down um, all the way. So you know, what's what do you need to do in order to um, to be able to create those sales? So how many calls do you need to have? And then from there, it's um, what do you need to do? What are the actions that you need to do to get that many calls? And then stepping it back down again, um, if there's anything else, what is it that um, you need in terms of your playtime, um, your creation time and all of that so that your schedule really supports the lifestyle that you want, the feeling that you want to get from your working week. Um, but also you can just show up because it's in your calendar and it's like, this is my sales time. And so the sales calls there. So I'm going to like, and that's what I'm going to do. It's planned. Because you don't have to think about it. Boom. You don't have you to just do, do it. anything. Yeah. That's it. Rock up and it's there. I mean, I have a team now that helps me with that. So um, again, taking some brave steps um, uh, to give you an idea with maternity leave, I just let all my contracts um, finish um, yep. and then had JJ. And so now it's ramping them all back up again. And there was an element of risk to that. Um, hiring a bunch of people and then also, um, you know, having to ramp up the, um, the cash flow to actually support them. And yeah, it was making, so a you've hired them before you had that cash flow. Yes. Yeah. That is a, but like, yeah. Okay. Wow. Scary. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> but, um, it, it, again, it pays, it pays off. So it's, it's looking at, um, the longer term and saying, um, I hire these people to do a particular skill, I train them up in exactly what I used to do. So around booking, um, booking sales calls, email marketing, social media. Um, I've I've trained them um, just like I train my clients, or I train my clients' teams um, to do the same, so that I can rock up to my calendar. There's the sales calls booked. I do the sales calls, or I do the content planning, or I do 
you know, I, I keep, I get to focus on my clients and the stuff that I really love to do. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think and, it's important. And obviously you've had it all documented and systemized before you've hired them, right? Mostly, mostly. So, um, to, I, I'd say to a certain extent, um, but I've also hired some really awesome people that uh, have also just gone, I I like what you've done there, Chloe, but I want to add this and I want to add this and I think if we That's do good. this. So, yeah. you know, that really high levels of initiative and drive and achievement, um, that helps a lot too. So I did have, um, I did have basic systems in place, basic processes, and then it was just about, bring the right person in to really make those work. Mm. And that can be tricky for some people who are very um, uh, like a bit of a control freak. Like they may have been used to doing certain certain things, certain way, and then they hire somebody and hearing that somebody saying, oh, you know what, like, uh, why don't you do it this way? They're like, who are you to tell me? <laughs> <Right>? But I <laughs> guess sometimes we just got to put our ego aside and, and uh, you know, give people opportunity to voice out their opinions and can end up being a much better working environment people feel more inclusive yeah and it's um i mean it, i think it comes back from that um i mean the the years that i've spent in in management as well was my my perspective was set the expectations up front of what i what i wanted so aside from hiring someone with those kind of um those kinds of uh i attributes. guess attributes yeah um, was I'd always set the expectations right at the beginning, um, very, very clearly. Um, but I would also allow a lot of room. Um, so, you know, mistakes, mistakes happen. My team are always like, why are you not freaking out about this? If the wrong email goes out or something like that. And it's just, it's recognizing that mistakes happen anyway, but it's actually how you, um, how you show up and deal with them. So my team knows mm. that they know that if something goes wrong, they they're going to show up and they're going to do what it takes to to resolve it to get it um, get it back to where it needs to be or they're going to ask for help. So um, yeah, that's a, that's do. a big yeah that's a big one right right there. You know, feeling comfortable to then ask for help. Whereas mm. in some workplaces they might you know had a really bad experience when they've done a mistake and instead of um, you know the the supervisor or the boss told them you know telling them it's okay shit happens let's work it out instead yeah. somebody telling them oh well, this is bad and now we're going to have disciplinary and whatever you basically shut that person down they're never going to open up and and you know try and voice out their opinion and that that just kills the kills the uh the culture really yeah isn't it? well you lose all that creativity all of that yeah. initiative people just show up and they do what they're told which is actually more work on you as a manager as well um mm. and it, it's um i've seen that happen i've experienced it myself um and i i think i think the the mistake that happens with that is again it's um it it's how would you explain it it, it all comes down to the hiring and and that that um yeah, that culture or that experience that you want. So if a manager shuts someone down so quickly when it comes to making a mistake, mm. um, it, it just doesn't work. But if you hire someone that has a high level of achievement, um, is you know has a high level of initiative and all those kinds of things, they're already reprimanding themselves. 
they're they already going, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and they, they look after that. You don't need to be coming in heavy handed or anything like that. I, at least from my experience, if you've got the right people in your team, um, then they already care too much. Like they, they, they're just going to look after your clients. They're going to do what it takes to, um, to make things work, to create a mm. well-oiled machine. That's it. But I mean, there's still a fine balance. It's not to say it's complete anarchy and everybody just get creative. I mean, there no. is a system. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We don't know. Yeah, people is can't it, just run wild. Um, right. But- if you had everybody just coming up with ideas, nothing <laughs> would get done. It's like, no, nah, that's me for that for the ideas. You guys do this and, you know, obviously have your input, but I love uh, that. <laughs> don't deviate too far. Because we'll just just be imagine like- if it was the case, you know, <laughs> you have a bunch of like cooks in the kitchen and they're all cooking something different, you know, it's... um. Yeah, but I, I, again, you've got if you've got the right culture, everyone's leading in the right place. They'll they'll always come to you for um, decisions, and they you learn the boundaries too. So as you start to, um, so I'd say the newer people in my team, they don't have a, as long of a lead as everybody else. Um, you know, so it's uh, we stay close, we stay in regular contact, and you know, as they um, demonstrate their skill, we you know we get to step back a little bit and just uh, allow that, um, yeah, uh, allow them to really grow. Mm. Also, um, that's a good concept of you know just basically uh, taking a break from your business and see how it rolls without you being there. Have you thought about doing that? Have you done that? No. <laughs> I was on a call um, today with uh, uh, you know a bunch of bunch of people from uh, uh, some of the F forty five studios. We have you know uh, weekly calls and we just touch base and talk about you know what works for everybody and whatnot. And uh, and yeah, there was a this this was proposed like doing it as a as a as a thing. One of one of the one of the owners did it you know a few weeks back. He just said you know what I've just done it like took, just literally just disconnected myself for a couple of days uh, as a as a um, as an experiment, you know, just to see what breaks, you know, how well the team can handle it without me being there. And and that gives me the opportunity to see what then needs to change, what needs to improve, because maybe the system wasn't right. Mm. So it's an interesting way to then, you know, like if, if you have a business, yeah. right, and you, you <laughs> manage to get yourself a job, <laughs> right, where you're just there <laughs> every day and you're hating it because you actually – you could have just might as well just get yourself employed and you're trying to find a way how you can get more of your life back, then this might be a, one of the ways to do it. You know, just go in that experiment, just cut yourself off, tell everybody, don't tell them that it's an experiment, just tell them you're going away, right? Make sure that there are systems in place. Um, make sure that people have their roles and responsibilities already assigned and then just leave and then see see what happens. <laughs> that would be amazing. I can tell you that we're still like we still have systems that are definitely um uh you know that that still need a higher touch at the moment. So I was mm. thinking I was sitting there going, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, like imagine actually doing that." But you're right because I um I don't know who told me this. Someone told me once and I don't know who and I don't know where this comes from, but um, that a good manager or a good leader will work to make themselves redundant. That's yeah, I believe that's 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 the right way to do it. Yeah, and for it sure. sounds like what you're explaining as well. Like just being able to, you know, we 
we've worked to the point where we've got all the systems in place. So now I'm out. Like if I want to take a week or a couple of weeks or do whatever, I'm, I'm out. Um, we'll see you guys later. And allowing that to just play out. Yeah. Because, I mean, you either have a job or you're a business owner. And if you have a business owner in the ideal world, business owner to me means you've got a business that's self-sufficient and you don't have to be there to actually deliver any of it. You're just overseeing things and managing from a bigger picture, but doesn't mean you need to be there too long, too, too many hours in a day, right? That sounds exciting. I mean, I, I also, um, I love being in my business, but I know that you get to a point where there's certain aspects of your business that you start growing out of, you know, like posting on social media or mm. um, booking calls or things like that. And that's what I, I end up hiring people for. And I know that the next steps will be similar, like the sales calls that I do and things like that. I might like, I can imagine me outgrowing those and then needing to pass those on and so on and so forth. So, you know, the more that you do that into a point where you're less in the operation of it, um, then yeah, that would be really exciting to be working towards, I think. Absolutely. Because the other thing is, right, if you ever plan to sell your business, you're never going to sell your business unless it's, uh, you know, independent of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. You've got to have those systems. So are we going to make a bit of a um, commitment here? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's how many? Through. How many years? <laughs> what are we going to work towards? So where we could just step back out of our business for a couple of weeks and send you a message and be like, "That I did it." <laughs> well, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut myself an extra year or two just because I'm uh, slightly behind. Uh, you know, I had a bit of a a gap gap year i guess if you can call it gap year from my business <laughs> uh for those of you guys listening just a bit of a backstory you know i've, I've been running my own fitness business since 2010 but i obviously had to take a bit of a break uh lately and just getting myself back on an employment uh back on the payroll um which has been all right but then you know, there's a particular reasons personal reasons for that but whatever um but obviously yeah so it's gonna take me a little bit longer because i gotta re-establish a couple of things but um how about one year for you, two years for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, done. I can do it. Well, yep, I'm going to work towards it. Done. I'm in. Love it. Love it. Now, what I, what I, I also... I on my whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> what I like what you said, you, you talked about the, you know, um, what was it? Um, your mindset coach and you talked about planning. Yeah, that's right. You talked about planning and, and breaking it down. You, you're talking about breaking down yeah. the... The revenue that you you want to create, and as well as your, um, you know, your lifestyle um, needs, like from point of like your income to 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 afford your lifestyle and that sort of stuff, and then breaking that down to, you know, uh, actionables like how many phone calls you do. It's the same thing like a fitness program, isn't it? I mean, if you're trying to achieve a fitness goal, you got to break that down. If you're trying to lose twenty kilos, well, you got to break it down. You got to have some um, real information around it you know knowing that for example you know about half a kilo mm -hmm. a, a week is something something that's more reasonable when it comes to to weight loss and you just break that down break it's it down so break down good. your 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 workouts break down your nutrition all the way down to you know how many how many you know uh, glasses of water a day you need to to drink and and whatnot and and then just stick to it it's so true so um i mean i i I have come a long way when it comes to my health um, probably in the past 
five, six years. Um, but prior to that, I was one of those people that would start a diet on a Monday. <laughs> you know, I'll start Monday, I'll start Monday. Um, and uh, half of the problem with that was the the lack of preparation that went into that. So, you know, if, if I'd broken it down and gone, okay, so you got to break down and go break down the food and go, right, what am I doing here? And break down the exercise. What am I doing here? Um, and make the change simple rather than this. I'm going to live a whole new life on Monday, um, which is overwhelming in itself. Um, impossible to happen. Impossible. Yeah. So being able to break it down into steps and go, all right, what's that, that first thing that I'm going to do, the biggest needle mover that's going to achieve what I want to achieve. And then, being able to, um, yeah, being able to follow through with that and then add something else and add something else because that's a, it's a lifelong thing, right? You're constantly, um, constantly looking to improve. So you're right, mm-hmm. yeah. The systems are everything. Systems are really, really powerful. And when you do follow them, it gives you an opportunity to then assess and look back what went wrong. Because if you haven't followed anything, right, let's bring it back to. Let's bring it back to sales, for example, right? If you haven't got a properly documented system on how you go about sales and then you're trying to figure out what's going wrong um, at my funnel, why am I not converting? You won't be able to do that. Whereas mm-hmm. if you have a system which, you know, you're logging, you know, um, say what we do, you know, like we do, you know, three touch points, three fo- phone calls. After each phone call, if you don't get through, send a particular SMS Everything is sort of a, a scripted as far as the SMS goes and, you know, in terms of phone calls following a set in a script too. If you've got it all like like that, then you can then look at, you know, period of window, let's say a week or a month, look at your conversion rates and say, well, what can we do? What can we tweak to to bring that up? And then you just tweak something in your system and you get the rest of the team on board with the new tweak, follow that new updated system for the next month and then reassess again you might realize oh well that resulted in more conversion mm. but you wouldn't have been able to do that if you haven't done that and same thing goes for that exercise <laughs> and it's yeah i if um if i was listening maybe yeah five years ago i would be sitting there going that's too much um there's too much control and there's too many um, you know, it, it, it's too systemized for me because I was in that, you know, in that space where um, I, I called it freedom. I want freedom. Mm. I don't want to be locked into things and da 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 da. Um, but in actual fact, what I've learned from all of this and establishing these systems and having this kind of automation and um, and even when it comes to you know meal planning and things like that is breaking breaking it down and having that system or having that plan has given me more freedom than I've ever had. I mean, working 12 hours a week and the rest of it, I'm looking after my son or I'm going to spend it with my family or my friends. I'm going to the beach. You know, I'm doing all of those, those sorts of things can, that can only like only be achieved by knowing exactly what I need to do to get the results. So then I can have the time. That's it. Like, yeah. So 12 hours. Yeah. 12 hours that's impressive so what is it like two hours a day you wake Um, up have a coffee work for two hours and that's it no i um so i have a nanny on a tuesday and a friday um and on a monday night so monday night for three hours tuesday for four hours and uh, friday for four hours Mm -hmm. and then and then i have like 
maybe like somewhere between half an hour and an hour at night um, where I might answer some emails and do bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, around sometimes it's 16 hours, I would say, um, like if I do some stuff on the weekends as well. Um, and sometimes it might be less, like it might be just when the nanny's here. It really depends on what JJ needs um, and what's going on. Like I'm taking this Friday off, which would be nice. Um, yeah. That was something that I committed to with my mindset coach last week. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Take some time off. So, um, but it, when I say time off, I'm not like you know I've got my normal life routine, but I'm talking actually going away and doing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like totally unplug from a phone and that sort of stuff, or just mm-hmm. going. Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's gonna be awesome. Mm. Now, what do you do to to keep fit, Chloe? How do you what do you do for exercise? um so um we've got pre-baby and now (laughs) um so uh pre-baby and where i will be getting back to um was doing a lot of um i had a personal trainer um really good friend of mine and i would do some one-on-one sessions with her and i'd also um you know she ran a woman's um group as well and we do a mix of like Tabata, um, core, strength, cardio. So you're talking pre pre pregnancy. That's pre pregnancy. Um, now, so there's still a bit of um, recovery for me after um, having a baby. So what um, what I mostly do now is walking, stretching, um, yeah. just taking it really easy, and slowly building up my um, my strength around you know my my back, my core, pelvic um, floor exercises, that sort of stuff. Pelvic floor, that sort of thing. So once. Um, you know, once I've got that kind of strength to a place that I'm really ready, then I'll be um, back into, oh, and I also hockey, play hockey. So um, not right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say. <laughs> <But> I will. <laughs> what? Walking, I'll be back walking, into hockey. hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a, a, yeah, I just live and breathe hockey. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know many people that play hockey that don't. It, it's just the this culture, this whole environment, you know, it's it's just unreal. Just love it, being part of that team. and Talking really about ice hockey here, right? Field hockey. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe not as – it's not as rough. It's not, <laughs> not meant yeah. to be a contact sport like um, ice hockey. But, yeah, it's still <clears> – <throat> um, yeah, you can still get hurt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's a big thing in my country. We, That's a – I mean – that's our pride, right? Czech Republic always gets the gold oh, most times. <laughs> so, Tristan, have, have you played? Um, no, but I've I've skated when I was a kid. Always been on ice ring and skated. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I don't know for some reason I opted for breakdance instead. <laughs> some of the um, the idea of skating and things like that freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> something about sliding and being i don't know like i i just haven't quite um i haven't probably had enough experience with it but the last time i went um i went skiing so not quite skating but skiing mm-hmm. i ended up um not on purpose stabbing my husband with a ski pole because i was sliding backwards and his leg was in the way so. <laughs> ouch <laughs> oh so bad um but yeah no, but don't 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 get you know turned off by that that experience you know I mean we we gotta we gotta fall sometimes. True, it's so true. Um, yeah, you're you're right. It's kind of one of those things I've probably gotta <laughs> gotta get my my mind around and get back like um, 
at least give it one more go. Yeah, I got to do that with surfing. I know, like when I when I arrived to Australia, it was actually one of the reasons I came to Australia. You know, I was living in Scotland, and my friend was living here, and I'm like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Australia." I'm like, I checked it out. I'm like, oh, kangaroos. That sounds cool. Surfing, sun. You. That's it. Sold. Going. <laughs> and then I, you know, initially I lived in Bondi, and uh, I went bought this big board, and you know. I thought, oh, well, I've always, you know, snowboarded back in my own country. So how hard it can be if I've already, you know, used to snowboarding. No, <laughs> turned out it's it's a lot different, a lot more tricky. Um, and of all the all the you know all the locals, you know, obviously they've been snow, uh, surfing since they were uh, kids, right? But um, yeah, <laughs> one day I was just sort of got got up the courage to actually you know catch the wave and jump on the board and. You know, and it was actually a really big wave. I, I shouldn't have went for it, but um, my 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 uh, my board just sort of nosedived in, and and I just got totally smashed, and I ate lots of sand, and oh. <laughs> and with my teeth sort of into the sand at the bottom of the, uh, the, the oh, just bad bad experience. And I've <laughs> put put off got put off by that, but um, I think I'm oh, well, there's our next commitment, but <laughs> 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 I'll give skiing a go. <laughs> again maybe with my husband at least five meters away though if um yeah you get into the surfing when um summer comes back around again that's it now for <laughs> business owners out there what should they give a go is maybe trying to generate 100k in the year heck yes everybody should how do you go and, about that um okay so it's there's kind of three things that um not kind of, there are, there are three things that we really focus on. Um, I feel so, like we're surfing here between fitness and business. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Bit of a segue. <laughs> it's, all, it's all interlinked. I know we've talked about this, but <laughs> you got to have your, your mind and your health on point so then everything else can just fly from there. You know, when you're not feeling your best, work doesn't happen or business doesn't happen or anything. And That's it. Um, so I like, this is a good surf. I like it. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, three things that we focus on. So we keep it really, really simple. Um, one is amplifying your network. So um, we look at you know some really, I guess, um, key systems and key processes that we've used, um, we still use today to grow grow our network um, and help our clients with doing that as well. So that's all around, you know, really um, leveraging social media. So not just posting for the sake of posting and, mm. and seeing your name out there. But how do you actually turn that into um, sales calls or initial consults, um, things like that? So leveraging social media, um, uh, referral partners. Um, so really working with people that you align with really well, having some um, specific processes. Um, we recently did this awesome case study around that. And, you know, we had entrepreneurs that were adding um, 10K to their their monthly revenue just as a as a result of putting in a process like that, which is awesome. Um, and then running events. So whether that's online or um, offline or uh, attending someone else's event. So like what we're doing here with podcast, like you know, being on a podcast as an example and um, sharing networks and and doing things like that. So that's the first one. Um, really focusing on that. I think most entrepreneurs are really good at focusing on that um, when they're first getting started as well. They go, right, I've got to start posting on um, social media. I've got to mm. get myself out there, get visible when it comes to making an online revenue or at least being seen online if they're running a local business. 
Um, so they definitely get that started, but then it's about leveraging that and actually having systems. So you're not sitting there going, what do I write? Um, when's the best time to post? Um, you know, how do I get consistent clients coming in the door? It's just, you know, the system. So you, you put those in place. Um, mm -hmm. The second thing is around revenue streams. So, you know, I like I see people that want to just start off straight away with things like memberships or they, um, you know, they want to um, start off with, with things that take a long time to grow if you don't have the network in the first place. Especially the membership stuff. Especially the membership stuff. And I'm not against that because I like I think that that's awesome and I know that they've got their heart in the right place and they want to get something out there and they just want to start helping people when they feel like the um, low ticket's a good place to, to start. Um, but it kind of cuts them off at the knees because they don't have enough revenue to pay themselves and then to also be reinvesting in their business. So we look at... Um, how do you package your expertise? So pricing is irrelevant. Um, so cash flow is good. And so when you've um, really nailed the, the, I guess, the offers that are going to help you with cash flow, then you can start to add in all those other extra pieces. Um, and, you know, as well as that, you've already systemized, you've created a system that you know works, you've, you've really worked with your clients on refining that. So then when it comes to actually training in a membership, it's so, it's so easy to communicate and relay that information because you've got the system. And not only that, you've got the system, you've tested it on your clients, you can also start training other people how to deliver that system. So again, that's just another way of bringing in, um, bringing in some revenue, spreading that impact that you want to be, you know, you want to be having, um, especially when you know that you've got a service that is unreal and, and going to change the world kind of thing. Um, so that's the second thing. And then the third thing is um, it's about maximizing your profit. So doing things faster, easier, more hands-off automation um, is definitely where we look for that so that you're not, you're not sitting there going, Oh, um, I just had someone fill out my form on a website. They've sent me an email. Now I've got a bunch of things that I need to do in order to um, be able to either, you know, put them on an email list or to communicate with them or book them in for a call and wasting, wasting a whole lot of time. So we look at maximizing profit as well. So those are the three. Um, so maximizing your profit with systems, people outsourcing, that kind of thing, increasing your revenue. Um, and that's by looking at the, the things that are going to get you cash flow first, so you can reinvest in your business and then, um, start, you know, adding in the, the other stuff like memberships and things like that. And then, um, amplifying your network, which is just an ongoing, um, ongoing thing where we consistently look at adding new systems and for amplifying your network um, and growing that. So that's awesome. And the good thing about the the system, the third thing is that we live in the times where there's so many new new um, cool system like software things, you know, automations. Everything's just going at a crazy pace. You know, the AI is, is about to sort of go in a big boom with, with, I mean, there's already a bunch of things of automations, but it's, uh, it's only going to get even crazier. So mm. it's, uh, uh, that one is, um, I feel like a kid in a candy store sometimes, you know, like there's something pops yep. up on my Facebook, another thing. Oh, wow. You know, I was looking I've for, i to try uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Systems and, and like, uh, you know, create very, very creative ways on, on like solving problems. Like I was looking for um, 
and I just moved to this new place, you know, like for example, and I was looking to, um, Know, comparing you know electricity and gas suppliers you know and i create my own little spreadsheet and like comparing usage rates and whatnot i'm a bit of a nerd with that and after i've done all that then i you know open up my facebook you know at like one of those you know i don't know how, if you do it but i don't really check my facebook all day and then at the end of the day i might like pop in like have a look and the first thing that of course because i've been browsing the internet all day the first thing that pops up was uh, another electricity supplier company um, but it was one that i've never heard of and they go well we can actually we're actually like 30 percent cheaper and the way we do it is because we don't uh, we don't make money on the rates we make money on a simple 10 dollar membership fee I'm like wow that's interesting so it's <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's always watching and always always listening in some way yeah, it's a surprising what ads end up popping up and you're like oh okay I didn't yeah. realize. <laughs> didn't realize that you knew that. <laughs> Out of anything that um, you've done as far as your business goes so far, what's one thing that you wish you'd have done differently when you started? Uh, vetted my coach. Um, so, right at the beginning. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know, essentially. And and so I went in for, you know, I, I signed up for various different programs and I I feel like, and this was nothing on the, um, the coach that sold to me because their value was unreal. It just wasn't what I needed right then. Um, right. And what, you know, what I needed to do was I really needed to um, step up and have some level of maturity or take some responsibility for my business and say, what is it that I actually need right now? Um, and for me, I didn't, um, I, you know, while I've always been really good with automation and systems and things like that, what I didn't have a lot of strength on was um, social media. So I didn't, I wasn't very strong there. And I'd say at the time as well, packaging, you know, my, my packaging as well. So, you know, I, I could have done with some great guidance from uh, someone that, specialized in marketing from that that perspective Mm. um but what i ended up signing up for um was actually more mindset coaching so you know get out and just post another thing and post another thing and and you know post yeah post 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 so put quotes so you would have benefited more from somebody more technical on, on those areas rather than the mindset that's right so someone more strategic i mean i was um i know for most people when you start your business you're like if you're anything like me and I'm guessing like you as well, cause you know, we've talked a bit about this is you're just so motivated anyway. You're prepared to do the videos and you're prepared to put yourself out there and all that kind of stuff. And if you're that kind of person that's super motivated and super driven, all you need is you need to know how, um, once mm. you've got the how, then you're away flying. You'll just absolutely make it happen. No problems. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think for me at the time it was, it wasn't the mindset thing that I needed because all I needed was, you know, I already had the drive and I just wanted to move forward. I just needed to know how. So I think that's probably one, um, you know, one thing that I would have done better in terms of starting my business. Um, the other thing I would say, um, would probably be, how would you say that? So, 
probably been prepared to take a little bit more of a risk with getting help um, or hiring someone to um, come in and help me early on. So, you know, I did a lot of stuff by myself. And like I said, I got to a point where, you know, I had too many clients, I was burnt out and, Mm. um, and all of that. And I think that at the time, I mean, I already had a, a extensive background in management and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know why I held on to everything so so tightly, um, or maybe it was because I was like, oh, it's going to be too hard to train someone because I didn't have systems and things like that. But I feel like um, if I'd got in early enough and I'd hired someone that was actually good at systems anyway, that um, could look in on what I was doing um, and bounce ideas back with me, that um, that I would be a lot um, a lot further along, a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only just re- like recently had that experience and. Um, like uh, nine, somewhere nine, twelve, somewhere between nine and twelve months ago, yeah. I hired someone like that, and I said, "Look, I'm good at systems, um, but I'm kind of like a builder. So you know, a builder is house is never finished, right? And <laughs> that that's what my business was like. It didn't have the systems, and I'm like, I I need some help here. I need some perspective because I'm so in my business that I can't see what needs to happen to be able to put these systems in place. This is what I want. And so hiring someone that was um, going to partner with me on that made a huge difference as well. Um, yeah. I like the it other- doesn't even need to be heaps of hours either. So You just need somebody to look from that bigger picture because sometimes we, like you said, we're just too, too bogged down little details in our own business that we forget to see the bigger bigger picture. I like the analogy of, uh, you know, Gary, Gary Vandachuk. He talks about the cloud and the dirt. And the dirt representing the the detail, like our, our nose literally being in, in the works, and we forget to zoom out and look at it from a bigger perspective. Yeah, so it's so true, um, and that's exactly what it actually felt like. It was like being like being in the dirt or being in the mud and just trying to shift stuff out and trying to move it away. And you know, instead of it's that real reactive space, it's like I got myself busy, which was what I wanted, but then it wasn't at the same time because I just, I couldn't get out of it. And so I needed someone that could look in and go, oh, okay, mm. if we actually did this, this, and this, um, then you'd no longer need to be sending all of these emails or doing these things. And it's like, ah, oh, duh. I mean, you know, if I was looking at my business, I would think that too, but I was too busy in it. Um, so I couldn't see it. So yeah, there you I go. think that's what I'd do. And same thing with exercise, right? Sometimes people are too bogged down on little little things like, do I eat bread? Don't eat bread? What's the next? You know, do I do I have this pre workout or that pre workout? Oh, and and they never look at nuts. they never they never look at the bigger <laughs> picture. You know, like because the what's what is the bigger picture? The bigger picture is you need to understand the key principles, the overall principles that are always the same. You know, you need to exercise regularly. You need to eat well. And then you can start looking at the little bits. But if you're not exercising regularly and you're not eating somewhat well, stop worrying about pre-workout unless, you know, you cover the essentials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff drives me nuts. Um, like I've got uh, someone in my in my life, I'm not going to say who, who is exactly like that. Um, so, you know, down to the, you know, new diets all the time and into the nitty gritty of, oh, you can't eat that because that's not keto or things like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, just let go of the detail and just, just 
listen to your body a little bit. Like, you know, what's your body telling you? If you're bloated, you're tired, you're breaking out, you're all those kinds of things, your body's telling you that you need something different. Um, but it, it's not it's not down to that little piece of detail um, mm. at all. And it's just starting with the simple stuff and, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that, like, those little things, like, say, for example, supplements are not good, but they don't make as much of an impact um, in the grand scheme of things. Mm. I so. fully believe that. And, you know, um, you know my background um, a bit because we were talking about it, but I used to, um, I think it was more um, before before I got healthy, I was looking for all the quick fix options. So, you know, the the supplements, the pills, the the patches, even the um, the smoothies and all those kinds of things is just a way for me to not do what I felt was going to be really hard. And yeah. it's so like then, a getaway option from actually doing what the hard work, which oh, is totally <laughs> get up and move, <laughs> get up and move, have your three proper meals a day, you know, prep your meals. Once you've done yeah. that, then you can start worrying about, you know, adding your BCAAs and pre-workouts. And it's not even hard work. I think it, it feels like it because it's change. It's not something that you're doing today, so it feels like hard work. But then oh no, yeah, the actual it, workouts, not at all. Yeah, they're just—it's all about just being consistent. Doesn't mean you have to smash yourself every session. Not at all. Yeah, and then it feels so good afterwards, right? Like you're just—it's remembering what what you want to feel at the end when you're making any kind of choice around your food or your movement and things like that. Is is how do I want to feel? And actually, I want to feel energized. And so moving my body would actually help me do that mm. as opposed to um, sitting here on the couch and thinking about starting on Monday and how hard it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you have that big, like that picture in your head of, of, the, of the complexity, it's, it's going to be very hard to start. And also like what you said before, like, like, you know, starting on Monday and then people do that and they go all in on it. But then they, you know, they drop off so quick. It's one of the reasons why that, those New Year's resolutions don't work for so many people because they haven't, you know, they, they tackle it on from a, from a, you know, from it's a, a mood driven, you know, need like, oh, I feel, I feel sick and fat from eating all that, you know, Christmas food. I'm going to go all in and I'm going to get that six pack and everything. And they, they, they tackle on so many new, they, they incorporate so many new habits within you know 48 hours of you know kicking on that journey that it's not it's not you, you cannot like maintain it it's too you many you've done all. too many new things in your lifestyle you got to do it slow you got to do it in a way that it's um, manageable just do one thing one thing that's easy to incorporate and just stick to it and then add another thing yeah it is um it's so true and it's that whole it's a bit of a guilt cycle um essentially right it's like i've done all these bad things so now i need to punish myself to get the result that we're not um i mean naturally we're like we don't like people telling us what to do and we don't like people controlling us so why we think that controlling ourselves is actually going to like get the result that we want but it just doesn't we've got this inner rebel that goes well, screw you for trying to, you know, make all these changes and trying to control me. I don't want that. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to make myself feel better by eating the chocolate and sitting on the couch and watching Netflix and doing all That's those right. things. That's right. Extreme, extreme is followed by another extreme. 
Yeah. And you just end up in this like constant all or nothing cycle. I'm going to be all on diet and exercise and then I'm going to be all off. And you're just constantly like this all the time until you start to like, you know, I guess bring the, uh, the extremes closer together by just going one step at a time, like you know, being able to simplify it. And the yeah. other good thing about doing it in a, in a little steps is you know that, you know, what works. Like you, you, you incorporate one new thing, you wait a few, few weeks, let's say, you know, sticking to more hydration, just drinking water more. Do that for a few weeks and you see the difference. And then add another thing on top. As opposed to do everything at once, then, you know, yeah, you will feel some results in a week, but then you also feel like, oh, now I have to do everything and continue on doing everything because uh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna fail, and then you will fail because it's not maintainable. Yeah, it, it gives it's you. Too intense. <laughs> <laughs> so, like going back to what we talk about, yeah, you know, KPI, uh, KPI, not KPIs, but um, sell that sell <laughs> that sales funnel, right? Like you know, uh, you have to have a system in place in order to assess what works, um, and then you can tweak things. But when you tweak things again, just tweak one thing. Don't tweak too many things because at the end of the month. If something worked, how are you going to know what to attrib- attribute the, the success to if you've done too many too many changes, right? It is so true. And it's, <laughs> it's exactly what um, like I'm experiencing now with learning how to in, like introduce foods and things like that. So I know we're not here to talk about that, but it's um, if, if you introduce too many foods to a baby at once and their gut goes all over the place. Oh, right, yeah then what what food was it you've got no idea and you've got to wait a couple of days and then you've got to like just introduce one thing again so you know it's it just over complicates it when you could just right from the start go i'm just going to do the one just one step one one percent closer to where i want to be um makes a huge difference in business personal exercise everything just one percent yeah and with that, <laughs> with that, end on a good note. Um, Chloe, it's been a pleasure having you here on the podcast for a good hour. How can people find you? Uh, I'd recommend that they come um, and join us in the Health and Wellness Innovators Facebook group. So we have some awesome conversations happening there. Great guest um, guest speakers and awesome, just an awesome vibe, awesome culture in there. So the Health and Wellness Innovators Facebook group. Awesome. And I'm going to put everything in the show notes as well. I'm just going to check one thing just to make sure. Is there anything that we said? Are we going to set up something for the listeners? Yeah. I remember. We are. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Um, So for um, anyone that is listening to the Success Inspired podcast, um, I um, had a bit of a chat with it and what we'll do is 10% off um, for any of our programs that anyone comes in for. So all they need to do is um, use a coupon with us or let me know um, when they jump on the phone with me and have a bit of a chat. Um, so one thing for like us is that we want to make sure that we can really benefit you. We have a really bold promise. So we promise that we'll help people add 100K minimum to their business in 12 months. And so we have a bit of a vetting um, process with that as well to make sure that we can do that. So um, if you jump on the phone with me um, or any of my team, just make sure that you let us know that you'll listen to this podcast and we'll, um, yeah, 
protecting the same. That is an awesome offer and very bold, very bold move as well. I've, I, have, I mean, I've, I've seen all the money back guarantees, but this is something I, I like as well. This is awesome. Thank you, Chloe. Thank and you. It's been fun. <laughs> it was. Yeah, definitely. We've done a bit of surfing as well. And for those of you guys listening, thank you for listening on today's show. And until next time, remember, the shows are uh, published every Saturday at 9 a.m. And I cannot wait to get you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to another interview on the Success Inspired podcast. On the next one, I'm talking to an author, storyteller, and the godfather of storyboarding from Hollywood, Mark Simon. Now, he's very successful at what he does now, and I'll mention some shows that he's been working on. But the main reason I got him on the show is because of his experience with uh, being bullied uh, when he was in school, uh, to a point where his whole family has been attacked. Um, so he shares with me the whole story and he actually wrote a book about it uh, called The Attacked, uh, which is a memoir and being attacked led him to his current career um, in movies and TV he's worked on over 5,000 productions including known TV shows like The Walking Dead and Stranger Things this is a great interview to listen and I think it'll be an inspiration to many of you who had it tough in school to get notified about all the upcoming episodes make sure to subscribe um, so you don't miss out you can do that by visiting successinspiredpodcast.com where you'll find all the links for all the relevant platforms where you can subscribe and you can also share your review on itunes and you can subscribe to my mailing list to get additional insights special tips and cool resources um, that i'll be sending out thank you everybody for listening and I'll look forward to having you in the show next time.